Hello and welcome to My Husband Made Me Do It, the podcast where we review rom-coms that my husband made me watch. I'm your host, Katie Reynolds. And I'm Lydia Irwin. And today we're reviewing The Stand-In, starring Drew Barrymore and Drew Barrymore. Uh, As always, I am going to give a little synopsis of the plot from Wikipedia. The Stand-In is a 2020 American romantic comedy film directed by Jamie Babbitt, written by Sam Bain, and starring Drew Barrymore, Michael Zagan, TJ Miller, and Holland Taylor. It was released on December 11th, 2020. Now, the plot here on Wikipedia is a uh, little light, so but I'm, I'm going to read it. A disaffected comedy actress and her ambitious stand-in trade places. And no, that is the plot. But that is that is the plot. That yes. is all we get from <laughs> Wikipedia as as the whole thing. And yeah, pretty much right away you get to meet the stand-in played by Drew, Drew Barrymore. Barrymore. She goes to the movie set, you find out that she is standing in for a famous actress, a uh, comedy actress. Comedy Physical actress, comedy. yes. Uh, Candy and Candy is also played by Drew Barrymore. Exactly. We quickly learn that Candy is a bit of a drug addict. She's a nightmare is what she is. Total nightmare. We, we do see some clips of her previous movies. Yeah, there's like a listicle or something like that where it's just her shtick is she falls or I'm assuming a stunt double falls, and then she looks up and she has a line. I don't even remember what it is. It's it hit so me bad. where it hurts. Yeah, it's bad. And it's, it's not just that she's falling. She's falling face first into piles of shit. It, like, that does happen. Shit. Yeah, that happens multiple times. I don't think that's every time, but that has happened multiple times in the movie. Yeah. No. It's, um, mm. Yeah, the line is, hit me where it hurts, and... I don't understand why that's the line. I don't understand what I don't that has to do. No, and it's weird because it's the same character in multiple roles in multiple mo- like it, it, the one with the nun. It, it's just this. It's I'm bizarre. Not, I'm not even sure if it's the same character oh. or if that's just her shtick as Candy, the actress, is that she falls into things face first and says, "Hit me where it hurts," and that's just the actress's line i guess i just assumed it was the same character because it's the same because it is the same thing it's so weird like so why would that be here anyway it's terrible folks it's really bad um but apparently she's this big deal she's supposed to be this big comedy uh, physical comedy actress she's doing so well for herself and then as ladea pointed out you find out that actually she is a um she's a drug addict we see her she's snorting cocaine uh in her trailer yeah Yeah, we we assume she's uh having uh, people are talking to her like her handlers are are trying to get her to do things and they want to get her into hair and makeup or whatever and she's just kind of freaking out on them she refuses to go yeah locks herself in her trailer and it's annoying because her you know, her, a friend of hers is the director and uh she apparently has like stiffed her manager her agent she she didn't pay him for some yeah. past job she's just kind of like a law unto herself and she's a terrible person and then we go on to the movie set 
where the stand-in is, and she's, uh, she's not all that exciting either. Uh, she's kind of there and she's talking to the other actress and she's trying to get like little tips on how to become a, an actor herself. Yes. And the, the actress isn't really having it, but you know, they, they do their, their spotting their scene or whatever. And then finally the stand-in manages to get Candy, whose name is also Kathy. So if we say Kathy, it's the same person. She manages to get Candy out of the trailer by basically saying, you know, I won't, get paid. I, this is my job. I need you to do your job so I can have a job. So she manages to get her out of the trailer by kind of like playing on her, her sympathy, gets her out of the trailer. She comes in to do the scene and basically there's a prop in the wrong place. So the other actress on Played stage- by Ellie Kemper, who is fantastic uh, yes. and totally like wasted in this role definitely but. wasted they try to give her some humor moments later and it just it, it fall it falls so flat it definitely was a waste of of that actress she picks up the wrong prop it's supposed to be a like a, a spun sugar glass bottle or something and she ends up picking up a marble cat ashtray or something like that bonks uh, candy on the head with it and of course it's it's a real piece of marble so candy gets hurt not as badly hurt as you would think but she she starts freaking out and she freaks out on the the crew she's freaking out uh on ellie kemper's character and then she picks up what does she pick up? But she, it ends up, she breaks the, the spun sugar bottle over her head. Yeah. So, you know, trying to prove a point there. And then she ends up breaking something else and it ends up hurting Ellie Kemper or yeah. whatever her it, character's it name shatters, is. It shatters. It kind of goes everywhere. And it, I think it gets, gets her in the eye. eye. Yeah. And it was because she, I think she was aiming for Lewis, her manager, but he, he ducked. So he's apologizing because he ducked. And it, it gets this other actress in the eye. And this whole meltdown, which of course she's she's ranting and raving about how, you know, everything she does is is watched by the public and it's it's captured and she can't handle it. And that's why she's spiraling and blah, blah, blah. And of course, one of the, the crew guys is, is surreptitiously recording on his phone. So she flips out over that. It's um, it's an interesting way to start. We, we get a lot. Uh, to begin with, uh, I have to say it was really strange seeing Drew, Drew Barrymore in that role as a drug addict. It just oh. like there was so much just as uh, an angry person. Yeah. That was weird. I mean, we we grew up when Drew Barrymore was like the rom com princess, yes. and she was always like America's sweetheart, and it was just really. It was weird to see her in this role. It was so strange, or at least at that moment. So then we go on from there. You find out that this has totally destroyed her. This yeah. this meltdown that she had it it destroyed. I think we cut we cut like at least a year, right? It's uh, I thought it was five years. Okay, and yeah, then we, we find jump. out, yeah. The reason she's come back up in in the media is because she's basically um was too drunk to file her taxes for five years so that's <laughs> that line was so fantastic i actually wrote it down too drunk to file taxes oh. how like you pay someone to file your tax well <laughs> like the, i don't know a single movie star that would do their own tax i don't do my own 
taxes. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, too drunk to file her taxes, which I mean, you kind of figure out later. Well, actually, she's she's having a horrible time with money. So who knows what yeah. was actually happening there? But yeah, too drunk to file her taxes. So then we cut to the stand-in and you find out that Paula, the stand-in, has been living. She's sleeping in her car. Basically, yeah. she's had nothing to fall back on at all. She was, this was her whole gig was uh, Candy Black stand-in. So yeah, she's been living in her car and she finally gets a call at her acting agency. And it's Lewis on behalf of Candy calling to try to get her to come for a special audition or what have you. We find out once... Paula goes to the special audition no. that Kathy Candy has been assigned as punishment for not filing her taxes. She has been told to go to rehab. Yes. She is now a total drunk and also a probably still a drug addict. I would think so. Not entirely sure there, but she's, you know, pretty messed up. And yeah. so she's going to, she's been told to go to rehab and that is her punishment for not filing her taxes. And yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. But even then, she's still apparently with it enough not to file her taxes, but to come up with a scheme where she's going to have her stand in, go to rehab for her. Now, the, the only reason this apparently works is because she's been a recluse for five years and no one knew the stand in to begin with. Yeah. So she... Basically, it's like, oh, well, they'll think you had work done or, you know, no no one's going to know who I am or what I look like at this point. So, yeah, that's the only reason the plan works. Not granted, it's Drew Barrymore and Drew Barrymore. They did enough to make her look different. I can't put my finger on what it was. There was a lot. There was, like, nose. There was cheeks and chin. Mm-hmm. Like, her face was similar enough, but... It really could have been a different person and not have been Drew Barrymore. They changed her voice. Yeah. I have to say, the wigs they used were awful. They were pretty bad. Like, <laughs> they were pretty like, bad. Awful. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it is. It's, like, close enough that it could be that she just got some work done mm-hmm. and no one, like, really, again, has paid attention to her for five years. So, it right. could, it could work. And it does. Yeah. Yep, that's that's the shtick. Uh, Paula basically says, okay, I will do this if you promise to take a job and go back into acting because she wants to be a stand-in. She clearly has not had much luck with acting. No. It, it's so just, yeah, do something else. Yeah. But anyway, she she goes into rehab. And uh, again, we we find uh, Michelle Buteau is there. Yes. <laughs> So, yeah, if you listened to our uh, previous episode, Always Be My Maybe, you'll remember that Michelle Buteau played Veronica. She was the assistant in that movie. And again, she's here. She is the assistant. Uh, Ingrid, she is Barbara Cox's assistant, who was the director from the first movie where the, the nonsense happened. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the nonsense happened. And she basically, she's in rehab as well. And she basically says, hey, Barbara has a job for you. I don't. Uh, uh, part of me wonders if she was just a plant. <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. It was weird. That's probably the most rom com thing in this entire movie is the serendipitous yeah. <laughs> nonsense happening. The reason that Candy Cathy doesn't want to go to rehab 
is oh, because yeah. she is involved in a relationship over the phone. She's never met this person. They only have phone calls. They met on a woodworking data, a woodworking dating website. It's weird, folks. It's weird. And he's going to be upset that they wouldn't talk for 90 days. And that's clearly not going to work. Their relationship's going to fall apart if she's at rehab for well, 90 days and they can't talk. The reason is she, he doesn't know who she is. Right. And it's because she doesn't want to tell him because she doesn't want to be with a guy who's only seen billboards and dollar signs. That's what she keeps exactly. saying. So she, he doesn't know who she is and she can't say, I'm going to rehab. Right. Uh, so she just says she's going away and yeah, they can't and they talk. Can't talk. It's, it's super dodgy. And if I were him, I'd be a little like, Ooh, okay. I don't know about this, but, but so uh, she's had this relationship and does it really develop during the rehab thing is so short. It just, yeah. they just, they kind of gloss over it. We have the whole Ingrid thing where she offers the job and then all of a sudden, and, and then, then I, I guess they rekindle their relationship on the phone between. I, I don't think they ever stop. No. Right? He just, instead of, she says, I'm not going to go away for 90 days. I've changed my mind. Yeah. We're just going to keep talking. So the stand-in goes to rehab mm -hmm. in her stead, um, standing in for her. Yep. and. It, it works out. Nobody is the wiser. In fact, people genuinely think that Paula is candy. Yep. So after rehab, she actually gets out early for good behavior. I get uh, that's a thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Again, court, court mandated rehab. I'm not sure you get out early, I but I don't think there's a good behavior thing. I feel like it's a program. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so she gets out early. She goes back to to the mansion where Candy Kathy yes. has been woodworking for the last five years or so. Yep. She's really good at woodworking, her craft. She's she they talks dirty about woodworking to the guy on the phone, which yep. is hilarious about, you know, what plane she's used and did she use a lathe for this? Yes. No, she did it by hand or whatever. And it's really strange. Um, but good for her, but also at the same time, somehow she was sober enough to do woodworking and you later learn yes. that she was sober enough to become a journeyman, Yes, but not sober enough to do her taxes. It, yeah. And her house odd. is falling apart. It's like, derelict. It's strange. Yeah. It's strange. There's a lot of plot holes. Yeah. It must movie. be because the house is stone. She doesn't work with stone. She works with yeah. okay. <laughs> okay. with that. So... Paula uh -huh. now comes up with this idea. Well, Paula comes back and says, look, we've got the movie for you to yeah, do. Yeah, we've got can... a part. And it's, yeah. it's a, a like a cameo. It's a walk-on yeah. thing. She refuses. She's in bed. Like, yeah. she's, she's whining in bed about how she doesn't want to do it. Yep. So Paula gets upset by this, and it just kind of spirals from there. I don't even know how to describe it. It gets it gets real thrillery without being a thriller. Yeah. So this is this is where things kind of start to go off the mm -hmm. rails. Okay. So at this point, mm -hmm. Paula comes up with the idea. Well, no one recognized me. I will just be you. Yeah. And I'll start going back into public and oh, the water. That's what comes up first. They want her to do the spot yes. where she's drinking water. Yes. She, well, she's doing a forgiveness tour yeah and one of the things on the forgiveness tour is drinking this water warrior water yeah or whatever it is uh, so 
Candy Kathy says she's not going to do it. So Paula mm-hmm. decides to be Candy. And there are appearance fees, which is the big thing. And so right. they agree basically 50-50 split on the appearance fees. Yes. She goes on this apology tour. No one knows it's not her. And she does a, a, a great time rebuilding she talks Candy's about reputation. work done. Yes. Yeah. Well, because she her first appearance, she rolls in and she has these giant sunglasses and a yes. hat. And it's on a, like a, a news. I feel like that woman actually is. Show. Oh, was it? It was. There were there a was, lot of like actual yeah. news broadcasters. Yes. Lips in yes. Here. I don't think the first one was the Today Show. I can't. That woman is so familiar, but I can't remember who she is. Uh, but it was just, it was, I think it was just her and, and yeah. the the interviewer. And it was just, so she gets her to take the, the glasses and the hat off and then comments on it. Looks like she's had work done, which was a bit much. Yeah. But she sells it, you know, and it, it's funny because the, like, the voice isn't even the same. The no. mannerisms aren't the same, but uh, she's been a recluse for five years. So, of course, things change. She went to rehab. So things change, right? Things change. Yeah. Uh, but she goes on this apology tour. She makes money doing yeah. it. She comes back and wants Candy to, I think she's still harping on the movie role, or she wants her to get real work or something yes. like that. Somehow it devolves into, oh, when does the breakup happen? I'm trying to remember when the overdose versus the oh, not, breakup not happens. Yet. Ugh. There's there's a lot of things in this movie that I think I just forgot about. Like I did not take notes on them at all. It was I have sparse notes, and it's not because a lot didn't happen. It yeah. just kind of is a whirlwind. So, but, but basically, what ends up happening is we have I mean, kind of predictably, we have Paula basically deciding. Well, okay, well she she just wants all of these things. She can do it. She can go around and pretend to be Candy. So at one point, there's kind of this almost poignant moment where she and and Candy are talking, and they basically like, oh yeah, you're friends or whatever. She's made Candy this smoothie, and she's laced it with something. Well, so this happens. After this is after the breakup, yes, after the oh, breakup. Man. So, so Kathy, oh, yes, okay, you're right, you're right. Kathy is still in this relationship with this phone guy, mm-hmm. uh, who we find out is Steve. So, they ha- have all this carpentry talk, it's really strange. Paula finds out about this relationship, and I don't know what goes through her head, but she decides. She's taking all of Kathy's life, so no, she has to have this, not what too. happens first. So what happens first is she seems to be under the impression that if she can get rid of this relationship, then Candy or Kathy will want to go back into acting. That's it. That's the impetus. And then eventually she decides that, oh, well, no, actually, she'd like the guy, too. Yes. So, mm. so she hacks oh. into... <laughs> This woodworking dating website, oh, which is hilarious because she hacks in as Steve. <laughs> and there's this whole thing about these passwords. And at one point, she just puts in Steve's name as his password. And, like, it's kind of hilarious that she's thinking that these would be passwords. She eventually does figure it out. I don't know how. It's it's a clever password, yeah. but I don't know how she figures it out. And it has something to do with shakers. Well, they're big into yes, shaker furniture. Shake, and... It's something like shaker furniture gives me wood or something yeah. like that. <laughs> oh, okay. And and that was a thing uh, that they had talked yeah. about um on their phone calls. And so so she figures out the password. She sends 
Kathy a message mm-hmm. as Steve saying, I don't think this is going to work. Well, he's and, married. Yes, that's that she right. She pretends he's that he's married. married. Yes. Kathy has a total breakdown. Mm-hmm. Again. 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 And she changes the phone number from Kathy, so she's not getting the phone calls from... Yes. Paula Paul. tells yeah. Steve that, oh, yeah, I've changed my number, and it's coming to her. Yes. At some point, Paula and Kathy... Or Paula is now Candy, and she's still going out as Candy. Mm-hmm. Everyone's recognizing her as Candy. She decides she's going to go on a date and finally meet Steve. That yes. Kathy didn't want to do like Kathy was having a hard time deciding to meet Steve. Paula decides to do it. So they meet up at a restaurant. We find out that Steve is actually Larry and he's trying to hide himself because he peed at a memorial. It was a Holocaust memorial. It was so bizarre. And somebody, no, it was on a, it was like a statue of a child. Yes. It's just so bizarre, but they used it as like, oh, it, the, he became internet famous because it was this horrible yes. scandal and someone filmed someone it. Someone filmed it and it went viral. It went viral and it was just, oh, it was bad. It was so bizarre. Like all of the, yeah. like, pick all of the horrible things. And yeah, yeah. He, he nailed it. So she has to explain why her voice is totally oh. different and people start recognizing her at the restaurant. And mm-hmm. so now he... And I think he sees her on TV as well. And now he knows who she is. Yes. That she's actually Candy. But she's also pretending to be Kathy because... Yes. Because that's who he knows. Kathy is Candy's real name. name. That's who he knows. That's who she's been saying she is. And now Paula is trying to play both roles. Kathy and Candy. Yes. And so they start dating and... He wants to meet at her house. Yes. And Paula tries to get Kathy out of the house. And in order, she like will not go. So this is when she says, okay, fine. She makes her a smoothie and drugs her. And at this point I wrote down, so she's going to steal the life and the boyfriend. Not cool. Oh my God. Did she kill her? We were watching. Oh, I would like to make it clear. I was told I was supposed to make this clear that um, Chris actually did not pick this one. This was a Ledea pick. Just, just to be clear, he had never actually seen this one. We have a bunch that our Chris recommended and approved, but this was not one of them. Um, so I was watching this with Chris, and he said at this point, he's like, "This feels like it's going to turn into a murder." <laughs> like a, a few seconds later, she's wheeling. Kathy out into this weird like patio garden type thing in a wheelbarrow in a wheelbarrow and dumps her behind a tarp the legs are sticking out the legs are sticking out so she she I guess tried to kill her yeah yeah it wasn't even like she tried to kill her it it was terrifying and so again Larry has a flip phone he's actually from Ann Arbor right Mm -hmm. he's he was a, a arrested for disorderly conduct. He's known as the Holocaust piss guy or something oh, like that. Bad. And she ends up sleeping with the boyfriend. And he is somehow still not realizing that this is not the same person. So he made some little comments, the effect that she seems yeah. different. She sounds different. She clearly doesn't know anything about woodworking. No. She tries. Like she gives, she assumes, I guess, that Kathy is dead and so she gives steve this beautiful shaker chair that kathy had been working on 
uh, given him yeah. a gift. There's presumably a dead body outside that she just murdered. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, it's bad. It's so bad. Kathy starts, um, I, I may be misremembering this, but Kathy starts waking up and starts making noise and she's throwing up. That's yeah. what it is. So Paula gets Steve Larry out of the house mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like rushes him out, rushes him out. There's a big knockdown, drag out fight between Paula and Kathy. Paula calls the cops on Kathy. I honestly thought she was going to try to kill her again. Yeah. But no, she she does an interesting play. She does. She calls the cops because Kathy's looking rough. She's, I mean, she was thrown in a dirt pile, so she's not exactly looking great. She, um, she's got a stain on her shirt or something like that. And because, uh, Paula has been out in the spotlight as Candy. She has Candy's face. Kathy is just like a completely different person. So Paula's even on the phone with the 911 basically saying, yeah, I think she said work done to look like me. This is so crazy, blah, blah, blah. You need to come help. So the the cops come and they take uh, Kathy out of there. Yeah. Uh, Quite exactly. Does she run away or something? Because she ends up with the tarp and she's on a subway. I, I don't think they arrest her. I think they just remove her from the oh, house and she ends up safe. out. She's got the tarp. She's cold. She goes to her manager's house. Yeah, that was interesting. And the manager's there and she gets to the house right after Paula has hung up with the manager. Yes, because there was some job opportunity and she wanted to work with Lewis. Yes. So he goes, well, who did, who was I just talking to? She's mm-hmm. like, that's my old stand-in. Paula, you remember her? And he's like, well, so she's Candy now? And she goes, yeah, she's Candy now. Well, I'm going to keep working with Candy so you can leave. Yeah, basically this is the one who is nice and kind of seems like she has her act together. So, of course, he's going to want to work with her. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he, he kicks her out. Ugh which was interesting. And then she's just kind of wandering around the streets of New York. New York. I think it was New York. Yeah. She's wandering on the streets. And this was an interesting, I think, character moment for her. Um, She definitely has more character than Paula does. Paula's kind of like super flat, but yeah. So Kathy is uh, walking around in her tarp and she comes across this uh, work crew and they're they're doing I don't know what, but it's something apparently there was something there that involved wood because she approaches one of the women on the site and she asks if they need uh, additional workers because we find out at that point that she has her journeyman's certificate or she's trying to get her journeyman's yeah. certificate or something like that as a woodworker. Uh, and so, yeah, this woman says, basically, like, we'll bring your credentials and your tools tomorrow and, you know, we'll, we'll see about getting you a job. Okay, that was unexpected. It's it's kind of in character as we're going character development, right? She's yeah. getting, she's hit rock bottom. She's trying to build back up. She's mm-hmm. realizing she actually wants to do this for a living and yeah. she can get a real job and have a career and be like, a normal, regular person. Yeah, because the thing is they want to have a furniture shop. She yeah. and Steve keep talking about having a furniture shop and they're going to make... some w- small town. Yeah, they're going to yeah. make these nice wooden pieces Hand together. Pieces. Yeah. So, so she's realizing she can finally do that. But at the same time, it's just so strange that you would go up to a... It looked like a street construction crew. It, like, it I don't did. Know. It did. <gasps> I, I had, you know, I, I would almost think they're like, 
filling potholes or something yeah. based on where they are. There's not, I don't think there's even, there's no scaffolding nearby. No. I, don't, I don't know what they're, they're doing. They're in the street, yeah. like off the sidewalk in oh. the street. And so it's strange, but there's some character development there, which is nice. There hasn't been a whole lot of character no. development throughout this movie. No. She goes back to her house that night to get the paperwork and her tools. Yeah. And she goes in and I forgot. Oh, there was an event that um oh no they went out they went out to dinner that's what it was yeah so, and that's when we people recognize yes. steve as this other guy who went viral yes so he decides he doesn't really want that life anymore <laughs> candy and paula candy paula paula candy and steve uh, larry are at a restaurant and she just sees some people smile and she beckons them over and she's yes. like what are you doing they didn't even ask like right and one of them recognizes steve like someone yes. recognizes steve and he flips out so he's like i'm just gonna go to the house i'll meet you there well that's super weird too because someone says candy black is dating the holocaust piss, piss guy. guy whatever it yeah. was terrible there's no blowback from that. No, like you would think that would be a, a pro- yeah. problem, but apparently no, it's fine. It's fine. And so so he goes back to the house and she has actually told him that there is this homeless woman yeah. who is um you know stalking her and looks, looks like, her, like her and yeah. he she gave him one of the house keys. So he just goes into the house and of course he runs into Kathy Kathy and he like pepper sprays her <laughs> and she manages to dodge most of that, I guess, because she's fine. Uh, yeah. um, but he realizes that he recognizes the voice as the Kathy that he's been talking to yeah. for like five years and or at least for a really long time. And we had no idea. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he finally clicks that Paula Candy, right. Kathy, is not Kathy Kathy. This woman is Kathy Kathy. It's so strange. And then Paula comes back. And again, there could have been a murder. But no, didn't happen. They just, the two of them just, uh, so uh, so uh, Steve Larry and Kathy Kathy wander off together. Yeah. Well, Kathy Kathy leaves first. She's like, I got what I came mm-hmm. here for. And she just leaves. And Steve Larry confronts. Yeah, there's there's Paula, some confrontation with Candy yeah. Kathy, yeah. and it's like, <laughs> I don't know who you are, and I can't believe you did this, and all that good stuff. And he leaves, and Kathy and Steve Larry drive off yes. to Steve Larry's house. And yes. they have some awkward conversations, and like, my thought is, first of all, you slept with a girl who kind of was like the person that you thought you were kind of voice dating for a long time. How do you come back from that? Like I didn't, I I totally didn't recognize that this person wasn't you. And I kept going with it, even though she's clearly not you. Yeah. I, I would have some issues with that because clearly, I don't know. There, there are a lot of problems with that. There's incredibly problematic. I have no idea. And there's, there's a lot of dirty talk about this Papa bear chair or Uh Papa chair and of course, he thinking that Paula is Kathy, he does it with Paula in the chair, but he ends up doing it with Kathy in the chair. Yeah, and it's, it's like it's no, that chair folks. is that chair is dead. That yeah. is a, a tainted burn chair. It. Burn the chair. Paula comes back the next night and is like, <laughs> this is so bad. I just can't. Kathy, candy, candy, candy. Oh yeah, she's outside. And she, she, they have a conversation. She. 
Kathy is, says, like, I'll take care of it. They have a conversation. She's like, you could just have my life at this point. Yeah, but the problem is the reason that Paula ends up there is because she tries to do that cameo part. Yes. And she can't do it. Now, just a reminder, it is basically falling, which, again, probably handled by a stunt double in, in the real world, falling into something and then saying this stupid signature line. That is it. And yet she couldn't do it. She She panicked. She didn't try. No, she panicked. And then she ended up outside of Kathy's place. Or not Kathy's, Steve Blair's place that Kathy is staying in. I apologize. Yes. (laughs) Be clear. She owns Kathy's place now. Yeah. (laughs) So... Kathy, the real Kathy, says, look, you are candy now. You can do this. Yep. You're an actress. Just do it and be it. So she finally, like, mans she, up, she I guess. She does it, and, and I guess. She does it. She takes a few takes, but, you know, she's got a face full of... It was poo. Horse poo. Yep. And um, says the line and has a career. And we kind of... I guess. I mean, she does. forward but... a few years. I think it's a year later is what it ends up being. But basically she's getting ready or she's leaving the house for, it must be an awards ceremony thing, which again, considering the caliber of what she's doing, I have no idea how she is ending up at an awards ceremony, but there's um, some kind of red carpet event. Yeah. Some kind of red carpet. And she's got this guy that she picked up earlier in the movie. I think he's an assistant or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going together. She, She's in beautiful dress. They leave and they're just kind of bombarded by photographers trying to get a picture of her because it's a red carpet event. And she clearly is not into like the flashbulb thing. And it's it's really bothering her. And you see that, okay, well, she's having a terrible time with this now. Apparently it was fine, you know, a year ago. And now all of a sudden, oh, it's terrible. And then we cut to... So I don't oh, even no, remember. She has a total freak out and she's grabbing the cameras and she's smashing the camera lenses. And there's I like, you see this. You <laughs> see like one of the camera, the like angle of the shot falls to the ground and is like her hitting. So she's clearly like gone off the deep end. I have no point. memory of this. Yeah. I don't. I Okay. I have no idea why, but I don't remember. But then we cut to a very lovely furniture store. Where yeah. Kathy and Steve Larry are in the middle of small town. They have a nice little like apartment. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's but it's this nice little uh, like apartment thing that they have. Yeah. And they have their cute little shop. They're open for business. Oh boy. Yeah, great furniture and, in there. Uh, and that's that's it. Yeah, that's the movie. This it, <laughs> I don't know what to say. There are so many it it could have been a decent thriller but the not a yeah, rom-com no. not i don't know what happened there but it could have been a decent thriller but it, there were just so many execution issues i don't know what happened but it just it wasn't it was a oh. strange nothing movie it was and i have such a hard time with wikipedia calling it a romantic comedy like that's where i got this from right again not a crisp not a Chris pick. <laughs> this was a me pick. I specifically wanted to talk oh. about this movie because it's not a romantic comedy. There's like no world in which no. this is a romantic comedy. No. There's barely any romance. There's barely any comedy. 
I, I don't know that I would call it a drama. It might be a dramedy, but it's like... It's yeah. not a dramedy because there, there's not There's even, no comedy. No. No. Oh, it's just... You're right. It, it, is, it is a big nothing. And I feel kind of bad saying that, but at the same time, it just... Um, it's, it's just strange that... And I, I love Drew Barrymore. I know. I do, She too. did Fifty First Dates. Like, she's done so many classic... She's done a lot of rom-coms, things that you would actually consider rom-coms. And I'm pretty sure that someone just thought, oh, Drew Barrymore is in this. It must be a rom-com. Because I don't know how else you get there. And uh, And, and Netflix was promoting it as romantic comedy. Like, it even said it right on Netflix. I was like, oh, okay. Drew Barrymore, there'll be some clever thing where, you know, the stand-in helps the two of them meet or whatever. And it could have been that. It could have been, like... Paula, the stand-in, realizes they're so in love, or she meets him randomly and realizes that he's in love with Kathy and hooks them up. And it could have been, like, really romantic and sweet. And, yeah, I mean, there was just, there were so many other ways that this could have gone. I just, I did not, I don't have strong feelings for it. I mean, I, 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 I like don't even know what to say about this. It really was just a big nothing. I feel like Michelle Buteau with her tiny, tiny character, was the only funny part of that movie. Especially at the end. So she's the assistant of the director. Yeah. She comes back. They're talking about... She's talking with Paula about how great Paula's doing. And then she's like, do you have any drugs? Right? And it's yeah. really... <laughs> after it's, they've just come out of rehab. After yes. they've just come out of rehab. I'm super clean. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm clean. Do you have any drugs? Yes. Right? Anything. Anything you have. And, like, that was the funniest part of the movie. And it was, like, a nothing line. In a the real mi- comedy actress. It yeah. was a nothing line. And there were so many great comedians in this movie. Like, again, we talked about Ellie Kemper at the beginning. She yes. brought back in one of those interviews. Oh, yeah. She has an eye patch. Yeah. It, again, it's supposed to be a humor type moment. But, oof. Could have been really good. But it just went so It fell flat. so flat. And T.J. Miller... There's a lot of roles that T.J. Miller has done that I don't particularly like his character in mm-hmm. those roles. But there are a lot where he's really great. I loved him in Deadpool, right? He has comedic chops and his character has no personality other no. than I'm a business person. I'm he, He's kind just of... the abused agent who is chasing after his client who is just really horrible. I mean, that's that's his role. One of my last things I was like was, oh, she's got a cute store. At least the guy was cute. Like, it's not my personal taste, but he wasn't like unattractive. I mean, I think yeah. he's a perfectly attractive, like he fit with the character. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Was, he, he, was was, a, he was kind of a normal guy. He was kind of a normal guy, which was perfect. Yeah. He wasn't like a super hot he was hunky not, guy. Yes, yes, but he was an, an attractive yes. human being that fit with the character and it worked. And like yeah. to say that that is the best part of a rom-com hurts a little bit. <laughs> I'm not even sure where we go from here talking about this movie. It's like if someone asked me to recommend this to them, I would Oh say no. 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 I, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure there's really much more to say about it. I mean, we we covered the plot, you know, minimal as it was. There's really not much by way of character development. It ah, I just I would have expected a lot more. It, uh, that's that's it. I mean, really, just I would have expected more from some of the people who are in this movie. Just 
It's a lot of missed opportunities. Yeah, it's it's really, again, the cast could have been amazing. And the writing was just, there was nowhere for them to go. Nowhere. No. There's no place to do you know, one-off lines or ad-libs. No. It's just like, and I'm sure the like three funny lines in the entire movie were ad-libs. I'm sure. I don't know who wrote this, but it was not good. It, it could, it had so much potential. The, the main storyline from Wikipedia, right? That plot that I mentioned at the beginning, mm-hmm. a disaffected comedy actress and her ambitious stand-in trade places. Could have been fantastic. It could have, it could have been comedic. <laughs> the <laughs> movie Trading Places? I mean, that's such a classic trope and it it just lends itself so well to either really dramatic or really comedic situations. And I feel like we didn't, we skirted the line on the dramatic and then comedic, we just completely ignored. I have nothing more to say about this movie. Are you ready to wrap this up? Yeah. So so Katie, (laughs) at the end of each episode, I have to ask you how many of a specific emoji out of five we're going to give this movie. Today's emoji is the movie clapper emoji. Um, So Katie, out of five movie clappers, how many are you going to give the stand-in with Drew Barrymore? I'm going to give it a one clapper for Michelle Buteau. That's it. That's it. no, No other reason. It would get zero otherwise because it's just... It's rough. Just so many missed opportunities. What What about you? I half just for like <laughs> like I want to give Michelle Buteau something, but she's the only good thing in this movie. I would give it zero if she wasn't in it. Oh. Like it's it's bad, guys, and and not even just as a rom com is it bad? Just it's as just a plain movie, yeah, bad. Um, so that's our show, everybody. Thank you for listening. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review on your favorite podcast provider. Uh, you can find us also at mademepodcast.com and email us at mademepodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next time with the fantastic movie Love Wedding Repeat. Is it? <laughs> Stay tuned, folks. Stay tuned. It is a real rom-com next time, we promise. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.